0: All right, here we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is time for the live, y'all. Today, we're going to be talking about finishing strong. So finishing strong and the importance of finishing strong. Now, there are going to be some different expectations, some different thoughts on what it really means to finish strong. But to finish strong, you have to have a great start, correct? Maybe not necessarily a great start. But you have to understand that you can't finish strong if you don't start. So let's begin there. What does it mean to finish strong? <clears throat> the way I, in, uh, the way I think about finishing strong, the word that I would use or the phrase that I often come to for finishing strong is to endure. I think finishing strong really means that you are someone, a person who has learned or is learning or is going through the process of enduring. So if you can endure, you can finish strong. And I'm going to incorporate this into the 14-day challenge, what it means to finish strong, being that we're coming to the end, we're wrapping things up. Finishing strong does not have anything to do with the way you start. I'm going to say that one more time. Finishing strong has nothing to do with the way you start. What you need to do to get yourself back in the right path is build momentum. Get some momentum and don't let it die. So when I, going back to some comparisons to finishing strong. When I think about finishing strong, the first person who I think does a great job of exemplifying what it means to finish strong is the world famous sprinter, Hussein Bolt. If you don't know who Zane Bolt is, you've been under a rock for the past 15 years. The man dominated track and field in the 100 and the 200. Breaking world records and doing some amazing things. Having fun while he did it, for sure. They uh, broke down his running and his style and tried to figure out what about him was so special. You watch; He, he was probably one of the worst starters of the elite level athletes. The elite level sprinters, his start was not significant. It was not amazing out of the blocks. Almost every race, there'd been a couple where he might've had a great start and he had some amazing records when he did that, but most races, he would not be the first one out of the block. He wouldn't be one of the first four out of the blocks, but by the time you get to that finish line, he's finishing four or five steps ahead of everyone else. There are some amazing photos with him where there's no one else in the frame. So what made him so special? Let's break it down. First off, he's blessed, physically blessed. He's a 6'5 sprinter, which is not normal. Being 6'5, he has longer strides. What a lot of people may think is that the elite level sprinters move their legs so much faster than everyone else. Not true. The big difference between an average recreational sprinter or amateur sprinter versus the, the top elite level sprinters is their force production. And you can relate that to you completing a task um, this way. Your force production is your efficiency, your productivity, how much you put into each task. So let's say the average uh, amateur runner runs and displaces about 500 pounds of pressure per step comparison to Hussein Bolt measuring out closer to 1,000 pounds of pressure per step when he's sprinting. Now you can imagine he's not taking much bigger strides. He's not going faster, but he's covering more ground because and accelerating at a higher rate because each step is given twice as much work is creating twice as much work. I should say that he's not doing work. He's creating work. he's creating power. So, Each step does twice as much as yours. So even if you are able to get those legs spinning and turning and churning, you're not able to produce that same power or you're not producing that same power. That is one of the biggest things. Now, I talked about his height. Being six, um, five helps in his power production. And because of that, he ends up taking fewer steps. So the average runner, amateur runner, someone like myself, If I don't pull a muscle, if I go out and run a 100 meter dash, I will end up taking somewhere around 50, 55 steps. That's what average is. When you you compare that to top level sprinters, they're having 45 steps. And then you go even further to Mr. Bolt himself, 41 steps. And in the elite level like that, those four steps make a difference. That's about the distance you normally see him winning by or the distance you normally saw him win by he's not racing anymore but those four steps cover a significant amount of ground that's enough for him to have a blow away victory so all that was said so we could think about this there is one even bigger fact beyond all those that i just mentioned why he was an elite exceptional world-class one-of-a-kind finisher in the midst of a race Everyone gets out of the blocks. They get out of the blocks hard, and they're sprinting hard. Those first 10, 20 meters, most have reached their top speed. They've accelerated as far as they're going to get. Now, Mr. Bolt here would sometimes accelerate a little bit longer, which would help him. His acceleration phase carry a little bit longer down the track. Beyond that, this is the thing right here. So if you don't hear anything else I say, this is the one thing that matters. When he got past his acceleration, you could only hold your top speed for so long. So what happens to sprinters is as they're going down the track, going around the track, they start to lose momentum. They start to lose their power. So the race isn't about who can go and accelerate And just fly down a track. The race is about who can endure. Who can hold their top speed the longest. Now Hussein Bolt is not exempt from this. As he runs he loses power. He loses speed. But what was so significant. About him. Is he did it at a much slower rate. Than all the other sprinters. So not that he wasn't losing speed, not that he continued to accelerate. So when you watch them run and you see someone start to pull away, it's not because they're getting faster. Everyone else is actually getting slower. He's even getting slower, but they're slowing down a lot more. So if you want to be able to endure, what you want to do is maintain that momentum, maintain that top speed. And that comes from preparation. Preparation so that you can be effective, and productive with everything along the way, that journey of whatever task it is you're completing, whether it be writing a book, your fitness journey, or your goals for work, business, goals you set for your families. Everything has to do with the initial plan and being able to be productive at every step of the way and not slowing down. But if you do slow down, hold that momentum as long as you can. All right, so let's break it down, how we can apply that ourselves and in life first things first set goals you can't do anything without setting goals so if you've ever set any goals you've heard of things about the smart goals multiple times making it specific measurable um, attainable SMAR uh, I've heard a few different ones for the R but the timely one is really important realistic relatable to yourself but Regardless, those are very key components to making goals. So after you set those goals, hey, you are more likely to finish what you start because it's not just I'm going to do this. You have a plan now. You know what you want to do and you have taken actions that are going to help produce the result that you want. So goals are first. Second, milestones. And this is why I love the program that I use and the app because it lets you know every milestone that you have hey you created or you've logged five workouts you've logged 50 hours of exercise you've had a pr today everyone loves to hear those things and being able to have those little markers along the way they just give you something we talk about momentum it just give you a little bit of something it helps you hold on to faith the belief that you have in yourself and what you're trying to accomplish so we celebrate ourselves along the way all along the journey, celebrating those little milestones. Those are very important, and those will help you finish strong. So setting goals and then celebrating those milestones. But beyond the the fun factor of it, the gamification of everything that we do, saying, Hey, you made it, you did it, it does something even better. There's a chemical change that happens in your body and and it releases the dopamine the dopamine effect we love it and that dopamine is is kind of that that motivation that goes from attaining uh, those those milestones and it keeps you on track and you it, it feels good you feel good when you hit those milestones and when you recognize you're hitting those milestones so that reward that you have is that dopamine it's like you will always relate that action let's say waking up in the morning for your morning walk. You relate that action to being good, feeling good. And that may be one of the steps along the way, but you have to have those muscles. You have to have those goals. And that's where the momentum comes in. So let's break down how you keep that momentum. Number one, routine, 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 routine. I talk about routine more than I probably should, but I don't care because it's that important. You can probably look through my post that I've put up And probably 50% of the posts are something about routine, whether it be a morning routine, a nighttime routine, an exercise routine, a meal plan, routine, everything's about routine. Why? Why is routine, why are routines so important? Routines are important because they allow you to get wins. Again, I like to repeat things that are important. Routine allows you to experience wins. And each win along the way just makes you feel better and makes you want to keep going. Kobe Bryant talked about it when he's prepping for a game or a certain situation, game time situations. It's nothing new for him, it's continuing what he already started. And what that means is he wakes up at the same time. That's a win. So now he can continue on with the rest of his wins. The next thing, the music he listens to, he knows what he's going to listen to. So it's set. These are the things and the steps that he takes on his journey to be successful. So if you want to be successful, you have to have that routine. He knows what meals he's going to have. He knows what time he needs to be, where he's going. And each one of those routine, each one of those steps along the way is a win. Every time you do the next thing. Oh, another guy, Steph Curry. We watch his uh, warm-up routine before he goes out and destroys people. Shooting threes, running around, making screens. He does the exact same routine. Every single time it's like playing the, a victory song before the victory. So it, it's him. and gets them ready, get some prep to do the things that he needs to do to be successful. Next, it becomes habit and habits are the most essential thing to our life because they allow us to turn off when people are like what well, they're in the zone or they go on autopilot. That's habits taking over. And we want those habits to take over. If you don't create a routine, you'll never have habits. The routine is something you're going to repeat. The habits are going to allow you to be successful. So once you get those habits, you repeat them over and over again. So much so that you don't think about how it goes. You don't think about what's the next step. You do it because that's just what your body knows. It becomes muscle memory. It becomes second nature. You don't think about it. So routines into habits. But everything doesn't always go the way you want it to. And when things aren't going the way you want them to, stumbling over my words. When things aren't going the way you want them to, what do you do? How do you handle that? Because this happens. It's life. There's going to be times when you're not 100% successful. You have to have control over your reactions and your emotions. I'm not saying you can't feel emotions and you can't have emotions but you can't let them take over you and everything. So this is how you finish strong. Keep this in mind, guys. This is all about finishing strong. My son does a yoga. Um, and on one of his routines, they were talking about, was it mindfulness, I believe? Mindfulness. It was such a great analogy that they use. And I caught him using it the other day. We were in the car, and he's angry or something. And Instead of saying he was living in his anger, he's like, he just stops it. Be the pond, be the pond. I'm like, I knew what he was talking about because I watched it with him. My wife did see. She's like, What'd you say? He said, Be the pond. He was like, It was from my yoga. What they did is they had the pond, and this in this pond, they had a bunch of fish. There was a happy fish, a sad fish, um, an angry fish. And something happened with the boy that was in the story, and they told him, You can't. Live in that emotion. You are the pond. All the emotions live in you. They swim in you. and They exist. And from time to time, you may recognize the fish there. But don't become the fish. Let all these emotions swim around. They'll have their time to shine. But do not become those things. And I thought that was so cool. Super, super cool to um, have that. That analogy, and he uses it now. He just, I am the pond, I am the pond, and it's so cool. So that is the positive self-talk that you have to have. When things go wrong, you can't let yourself get off track and start talking bad about yourself. If you, of all people, don't believe in you, and don't have faith in what you can do, you will not be able to do it. And I hate telling you you can't do something, but if you can't believe in yourself, how can you return that into action? When you're trying to do things, it'll be halfway, it will be half-hearted, and in the end, you'll be like, oh, I'll just have my exit plan, I'll have my excuses ready, I'll have all these other things that I can just pull out and say, this is why it didn't happen, because you didn't think it was anyway. Don't be that person, don't let that happen. Always keep positive, positivity and positive self-talk. Even if you have to lie to yourself until you believe it. The cool thing about your brain, it's amazing, but it's really stupid. You can tell yourself something so many times over and over again that it becomes truth to you. You can tell yourself something over and over again so many times that it becomes truth to you. Think about that. Remember that. I am in the midst of brainwashing myself right now. (laughs) I am going to tell myself how great I am, how successful I am until that future truth is held deep and strong within me. And you can do the same thing. Remember, you are what you say you are. Okay, next thing. We start up goals, milestones, routines, habits, and positive self-talk all comes down to the next couple things these are the last few pieces that can help you finish strong coaches mentors and accountability partners we know that we know they're important if they weren't they would not exist high school football coaches nfl coaches they would not be making millions of dollars if they weren't important why are coaches mentors so important One, because they're normally people that have a plan. And their plan comes from experience, the things they know, the things they've taught, and what they've seen. So from that, they've developed certain set, certain paths that can get people to be successful. So when you have someone like that in your corner, do you think you're going to more likely finish strong? Finish something you started. Beyond that, you may even get there faster than originally planned. So coaches and mentors are very important. And maybe everything in life, you don't need a coach or a mentor. But one thing that can help just as much is an accountability partner. But doing that in any one of those, whether it's a coach, a mentor, or an accountability partner, what you need to have are a couple key components have to be honest. You have to be honest with yourself and you have to be honest with your coach mentor or accountability partner. If you can't not have that, that honesty, um, and that integrity in the relationship early on throughout the entire relationship, it's pointless. If you can't be honest with each other, you can't be respectful of the person, their, their, feelings their time then it's gonna fail so you have to be honest be honest with what you do be honest with what you don't do that's the integrity part do what you say you're gonna do and if you don't own up to it you know what they what they call it um extreme ownership you know that's what it's about that's what accountability partner can um have for you and a coach and a mentor. Second, be curious. Be curious. You're there; and they're there for a reason. You need to be able to ask the important questions. If you don't know, say you don't know. If there's something you want to know, ask. Hopefully, they're the same way. They're curious about you and what you're doing, your mindset, and the way that you're approaching things. Because I can guarantee you, they're learning something from you as well. It's a give and take, and they're going to learn to be a better coach and mentor. And accountability partners normally are pretty close in your level. They may have some strengths in areas that you don't. And together, you guys make a great team. When you get the right person, great things can happen. So the honesty and curiosity are very important. But also very specific. You can't just say you have a random goal. I want to make lots of money. Okay, who doesn't? I can... Probably count on my you we can probably do some research. There won't be many people who said, I just want to make a bunch of money and had it fall in their lap. It doesn't work that way. They set down from the beginning, like I just said, goals. They had a very specific goal. Was it to make thirty thousand dollars this month? Or I want to accumulate, or I'm just starting a um a nonprofit. I want to be able to give five million dollars to. X number of people in the next five years. That is what it takes. Very specific question, very specific targeted goals with you and your accountability partner slash culture mentor. You need to have the specifics there as well. I don't have too much I want to I can say into that or dive into that. That's what it comes down to. Having that one person when times get hard, when you get punched in the face, when when everything falls apart. When you are about to fail in a business, when you just lost $10,000 on a, an adventure that you thought was going to be successful, that flopped someone who's been there, someone who knows what it is you're trying to do. And is right there with you to say, okay, this is what happened. Let's talk about it. Let's make a plan. Let's learn from this because there's wins and there's lessons. Failures are lessons but it's not done unless you quit. So finish strong, guys. This is all in preparation for the 14-day challenge. There are a couple days left. Finish strong. For those of you who are not a part of the 14-day challenge that may see this, this is a challenge that I do for free that I run for a handful of people, about 20 people at a time, where we are focusing on nutrition habits. We're focusing on mindset, and we're working and training hard every day. And in 14 days, you would be shocked at what some people can achieve. Dropping pounds, 10, 15 pounds, losing four inches around the waist. And man, these photos look amazing. So to finish strong, to recap, we're going to sum it all up. You have to be like the sprinters. It's not about how you start. You can come out the blocks as hard as you want. But if you lose your momentum, if you can't maintain that top speed for long enough, you won't be able to finish strong. So it starts with the goal setting, celebrate the milestones and get those endorphins to help propel you throughout it with that momentum. Remember, it starts with routines, habits, and always positive self-talk. And if you want that extra, you want to ensure that victory, get you someone to invest with you, a coach, a mentor, or an accountability partner. That's what I got for you guys today. All about finishing strong. Thank you for your time. If you know anyone that might benefit from hearing this talk right here, tag them in the comments. Share it with them and let them know about the More Than Muscle Family podcast and the group on Facebook. All right. That's it, guys. More Than Muscle.